Hello everybody, <clears throat> good evening, welcome back. This week is Parsha's Balak, and uh, we're going to continue now with the Halachas of Amir Akum, part 3. Um, even though we're about to begin the three weeks and uh, Shavasa Batamos, but Amir Tashem will be sending out a sheet with the halachas <clears throat> on them of the fast and of the three weeks, Amir Tashem. So hopefully everything will be covered in that sheet. <clears throat> so last week we began discussing what a maid <clears throat> or a cleaning lady may do on Shabbos or Yantiv in our homes. One thing we clarified is that if she's doing something which essentially is not a malacha, which essentially would be allowed, like washing dishes, <clears throat> even if she chooses to use a sponge or hot water doing things that are usr, that's not a problem because that's her own choice to make her own job easier, not part of the command we gave her to wash dishes. And likewise, we explained she can mop the floor because there's a permissible way, normal way of doing that, which is through spot cleaning. Um, and she's only doing mopping, which is prohibited for us to do, but she's doing that because it's easier for her to mop the whole floor in one shot than to spot clean. So now let's address actually why it is that you would be allowed to ask uh, the, 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 clean, the cleaning lady to wash dishes on Shabbos and Yantav, because after all, the reason why we can't do it ourselves is because it's hachana, it's preparation for the weekday in the case of Shabbos, or preparation for the next day of Yantav in the case of Yantav. So why would we be allowed to ask her to wash dishes. So there are two steps to this, and it's important to understand that this is a combination of two heterim, which each one on its own perhaps wouldn't be sufficient, but together we allow it. So the first one is that there are some Paiskim who hold that you are allowed to ask a non-Jew to do something if the only problem is hachanah. The only problem is preparation for tomorrow, preparation for weekday, preparation for the second day until. That's the kind of thing you can actually ask a non-Jew to do. So why? The reason is because why is it that we're not allowed to prepare for Sunday? Why is it that we're not allowed to prepare for the next day of Yantav, which is considered as a weekday, uh, as far as this day of Yantav is concerned? Why can't we do that? So the reason is, is because you're not allowed to do work, which is not for the sake of Yantav. You can't do anything, any, you can't uh, strain ourselves, extend ourselves, stress ourselves about anything which isn't for the sake of Yantav or isn't for the sake of Shabbos. This is called, in the terms of, of Halacha, Tircha Shalal Tzarech, work which is not for the sake of Shabbos Yantav. And there's actually quite a number of things that Chazal prohibited because of this reason of Tirch It just happens to be that in our lifestyle, uh, we don't come across them that often. We don't deal with animals. We don't raise chickens and stuff like that. So a lot of the things that they said you can't do don't, aren't so applicable, but this is one of them. So hachana is a thing that is prohibited because you can't do any extra work which is not the sake of Shabbos Yantiv. So that being the rationale, so the, these pais can say, well, that's if you are doing the work, but if you are sitting by your Shabbos table, enjoying the Suda, you're singing Zmiris, you're listening to the Retira, uh, and the guy is the one that's doing the work, well, that should be fine, right? He's doing the work, or she's doing the work, and you are resting. That's ideal. That's actually the best way to keep this, of, uh, of not doing Tirch Lotar. So therefore, they hold that absolutely no problem. You can ask a guy to do something which is for the sake of tomorrow, and that's permitted. So that's uh, number one. Now, that we wouldn't rely on that opinion alone, because there are a number of Paiskim who disagree, among them the Mishnah Bura, uh, seemingly, and he they hold that, well, now that Hachana, preparing for the next day, is something which Chazal prohibited, we don't really make a difference why what the reason is anymore. The, the, the concept behind it is not so important. The fact is, it's also you can't ask a non-Jew to do it for you. 
So that in, in combination with this first opinion that holds you're allowed to ask a guy to do something which is necessary for tomorrow, there's another swara. That is that the kind of hachana, the kind of preparation for tomorrow that we're asking the non-Jew to do is something which may be really mutter for us to do. For example, washing dishes, it really disturbs us to have a huge pile of dishes in our sink or on the counter. So it may not even really be hachana, it may not really be preparation for tomorrow. It may all as well be just a preparation for today to make the house look neat. Making the beds, cleaning up is not for tomorrow, it's for now. We don't rely on that uh, that either because technically you could just hide the dishes somewhere, you could put them in your bathroom. There's other itis that you can do. But the combination of these two things, we allow it. Number one, it may be that you're allowed to have a guy prepare for tomorrow. And number two, the things we're asking them to do are not such preparations anyway because they benefit really us right now, having a clean house. That being said, there will be certain things that aren't covered by this. For example, let's say you just want the non-Jew to fold your laundry, right? You did a lot of your laundry right before Shabbos, right before Yontiv, and the, 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 the cleaning lady is there, and she doesn't have that much to do. You say, okay, fold all the laundry. So that is something which is strictly a hachan for tomorrow, there's absolutely no need now uh, if there isn't, right? So there's no need now for that clothing and all the folding is being done for the weekday and it's not bothering you, it's a laundry basket it's sitting in your laundry room or wherever and it's not disturbing you as is, so there you would not have the combination of these two svaras so you shouldn't really do that. If, of course, there is laundry that you need for the, the, the day of Shabbos or the day of Yantiv, um, and you can have her fold that, and if in the course of folding what you need, she folds, you know, whatever else comes into her hands, that would be okay as well. This is true for washing dishes as well. If you have her washing dishes, and in the course of washing dishes, she just washes everything, even things you didn't ask her to wash, like pots and pans, that's fine. Once she does it, she can do it. So this is the concept. This is important to remember. The concept is that, number one, there's opinions that hold you can have a guy do things that are for tomorrow, and number two, the things that we're asking them are things that really do benefit us right now as well, a clean house uh, and an orderly house, a neat house. <clears throat> That's uh, one point. Now, the, the next point um, I want to make is that there's another thing you can ask a non-Jew to do always, and that is muktzah. You can always ask, and I don't mean muktzah in the way that children refer to it, which is everything is muktzah, right? All, all malachas. I mean actual moving muktzah. So um, moving muktzah is something you may ask a non-Jew to do. And the reason is, um, this kind of ties back to the same rule that we said originally, which is that as long as there's a way that it can be done permissibly, so even if they choose to do it in the non-permissible way, that's their thing. So you can o- there's always a way to move muktzah. Muktzah can be moved with your elbows, it can be moved with your knees, with your body, there's always a way you can figure out to move it without using your hands. That's called tiltal baguf, moving with your body, and that's permitted. So being that there is a way that muktzah can be moved permissibly, therefore if you ask them to move it, they have that option, and if they choose not to do it, you don't have to explain all that to them, obviously. But their choice not to do it is just for their own benefit. Now this has many ramifications. For example, uh, what always comes up, right? The outdoor garbage bins are muktzah. You're not allowed to bring them out to the curb, but you can't bring them back from the curb, um, generally, right? They're typically, there's, there's a problem of muktzah. So you, the right thing to do is obviously take it out before yantiv. Sometimes it's not an option. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes it's uh, too much garbage and the neighbors will mind. So if you have access to a non-Jew, you can ask uh, her or him to bring out or bring back the garbages because, again, it's just total muktzah. It's just moving muktzah, and there is, it is possible to move the garbage garbage cans with your body. If you do it very carefully, <laughs> you do a little bit of time, you can get them out there by, by shoving them. So being that it's doable, so therefore you can ask a non-Jew to do it as well. Another uh, example which 
I will have to discuss a little bit more in detail next week because it involves the second aspect, which is, let's say, you forget something in your car, right? So opening your car door to get it. What's the problem with opening your car door? There's two problems. Uh, the bigger problem, believe it or not, is muksa. The car is muksa, and you wouldn't be allowed to open the car door because it's total muksa. Um, the second problem is, is that a light goes on generally, right? So as far as the first problem is concerned, if the whole problem is moving muksa, so you can have a non-Jew open the car door for you and take out stuff from your car. A uh, light goes on, we'll talk about that next week. That's not, it's also not a problem when it comes to a non-Jew. That's a secondary thing that happens as a result of his act. Well, it's, uh, it's called a Darshan Mishaven. So we'll talk about that next week. That also has many ramifications. That's also not a problem. Likewise, uh, you forgot something in the dryer. Um, you need to get stuff out of the dryer. Opening the dryer is mukta. And in, in addition, uh, a light goes on, right? So both of those are not a problem. You can have the non-Jew, but we're discussing specifically the fact that they're moving mukta. They're opening the dryer door. That would be okay. So those are, that, that's another rule that is important when it comes to a non-Jew. You can always ask them to move something, which is muksa if, uh, if you need it. So there's really two heterim that we're talking about over here, which, which have more, many applications. So number one is you can ask a guy to do hachana for you. You can ask him to do preparation for tomorrow, provided that it has some kind of use today, like cleaning dishes, mopping the floor, uh, making the beds neat, and so on and so forth. Uh, but not doing all the laundry. And the second rule is really the rule we've been saying all along, is as long as there's a way that something can be done permissibly, even if the non-Jew chooses to do it in a non-permissible way, that's their choice. So that applied to washing dishes with hot water, with a sponge, and that applies to moving muksa, that being that muksa can always be moved in a permissible way. Therefore, you can have the non-Jew move it even in a regular way. The Gemara, I, I just to tell you the case that the halacha discusses is when you have uh, you lit candles on your table. Right, so you lit candles on your table. So there's, there's, uh, you need, and you need it off the table. So you can have the guy move it, even though it's muktza. And not only is it muktza, there's even an additional problem that the fire might go out when you move them around. The, the flames might go out, and both of them are permitted. That's, that's just the example that the Paiskim discuss. That you can have the non-Jew move a candle because they can do it in a, with their body, right? Even though it's kind of hard to move a candle with your body, it's nonetheless permitted because there's a way to do it in a permissible way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>